Presentation of Sports Talk Radio. It's this man. It's the compassion. It's the it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the it's the horse sense of the guy. You know what? This is crap. We're gonna stop this. I can't stand it. Run it again. Huddle up and run it again. We're rolling now. <laughs> Thanks. So. Microphones are on. Marker eight ten go. The Eggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. The Jazz. Schools. Also's gonna take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports. Wife carrying. I beg your pardon? It's the full court press with Eric Franson and AJ Selvison. Because what you're really saying when you're using all this blabberish is, AJ, you were right and I was wrong. That's what I'm hearing from you. 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson with you here on the Full Court Press. Ajay Salveson is on his way, but he will be late uh, coming up from Utah County. So he'll be joining us um, hopefully later on this hour. But we'll see how that goes, as long as he doesn't break any speeding limits and uh, get pulled over. Everything's going okay. Uh, In the meantime, a lot to discuss here on the Full Court Press and a special guest joining us here to start the show, right off the gates. Uh, Starting off with straight fire with uh, Ryland Jones joining us here on the Full Court Press. Uh, Ryland, thanks for your time today, and uh, welcome back to Logan after a long absence. Yeah, thanks for having me on, and, you know, it's good to be back in Logan. Uh, I guess that could be used in two different ways, interpreted not just for the long road trip that you had, but also just uh, as a player returning to Logan. And let's actually, I want to start there. Uh, you went to Logan High. I mean, you're, you're around college basketball a lot as a kid. Uh, your dad gets a different job down in Salt Lake, and you, your family moves down there. Um, what's it been like for you to be able to come back to Logan, kind of where your, at least with your high school playing days, began? Uh, here in Logan? Uh, you know, it's been kind of surreal. I didn't think I'd ever play for Utah State. Uh, you know, I grew up wanting to play at Utah State, and then, you know, my dad took a different job, and we ended up in Utah, and I played my first two years at Utah. But I'm just grateful to be back in Logan and put on the Aggie Blue, and uh, it's just been a dream come true. You know, Utah State was my dream school growing up, and now I get to play for them, and I'm just very thankful for that. Um, with there, obviously, there's uh, anytime there's a change in, in coaching staff, uh, with wherever things are, where you were at at Utah, and there was a, a coaching cha- uh, coaching staff change in Logan as well. How much did that? Um, I mean, with with that opportunity that opened up, kind of made it easier for you to make that transition, and and having some people that you knew here in town to uh, decide to come back to Logan. Yeah, you know, uh, it made it, you know, the coaching change obviously sucks for our family. Um, just, you know, cause my dad lost his job and we didn't know what was happening. And I just took the time to finish school and really, uh, trusted Craig coach Smith. And I went through about a month of their practice and workouts and I enjoyed it a lot, really. Um, you know, I love my teammates in Utah. It was a great, great place. 
I liked all the coaches, but, you know, just it didn't feel right. And, you know, with Coach Odom coming to Utah State and a couple of people that my dad knew who knew Coach Odom just talked about how great he was and how good of a coach he was. And um, it just felt like the right place and it felt like a move that I needed to make. And I'm, I'm happy I made it. Well, I was just going to follow up. Do you do you feel like the uh, the preseason uh, billing or or hype for Coach Odom has lived up to uh, what you've actually seen as a as a player on on his uh, on his roster? Yeah, he's a phenomenal coach. He's very smart. I've learned a lot from him in the couple months that I've been with him, and he's helped helped me and helped my game, and he's helped all of our team, all of my teammates. You know, we've all become better players under this coaching staff. They're all great coaches. They all bring a little bit different to the table. And I think, you know, we've adapted and adjusted to his system and how they want to play. And, you know, just coming off that road trip, I think you guys saw how, uh, you know, we came together and the chemistry was there and we started clicking after that uh, bummer of the first game that we had. But, you know, we got we started clicking and we had a good – 14-day road trip, however long we were, in good four games. So, two weeks. <laughs> excuse me. Two weeks ago, uh, two weeks ago, the season opener, UC Davis, uh, starts out great, and then things kind of get cold. They get into the game, and in uh, that game, kind of gets away from you guys uh, at the very end. How different is the team today compared to where you guys were at, getting ready for your first game two weeks ago? Um, I don't know if I'd say we're a lot different, but I just think we're more comfortable with each other and more comfortable how, how we want to play as a team. Obviously, that was the first game for, I mean, the first real game that we'd all played together. We kind of had pieces that, that have played together. RJ and Brandon, Bean, Brock, Steve, and Trev. I was kind of new to the mix. And I, you know, it's just, that game kind of got away from us. And then, we got to Annapolis and had a couple of good practices and got ready for Richmond. And then, you know, we just kind of clicked. And, you know, that's what kind of happens when you have a new team, new players moving in. You just got to let the chemistry uh, come together. And I think I think we started to click. And, you know, now we've got a lot of confidence, obviously. We're trusting one another. And, you know, we had a great road trip. That, let's talk about that time in Myrtle Beach. Uh, that was uh... – Pretty interesting field of teams to go up against. Very different styles, one one game to the next. Uh, you played a huge role in that. I know Justin Bean, with what he got the recognition, and he definitely deserves, but that, that really doesn't happen without your efforts, offensively and defensively. Uh, let me just let's, – let's focus first on just your willingness to put your body in harm's way multiple different ways, uh, whether it's taking a charge or diving into a scorer's table – um, I mean, what's what's the mentality when you're there on the court? Uh, just to be tough and play with a lot of heart. Uh, my dad taught me from a young age that you know I, he knew I wasn't going to be the most, the biggest, or the most athletic, or the quickest or the fastest. You know, he just instilled in me that I got to be t- toughest, and he coached me tough from the day I could dribble basketball, and it's just kind of ingrained in my DNA that. You know, I just got to make the tough plays and play with a lot of heart that makes a lot of winning plays, whether that be diving on the floor, taking a charge in a big moment, or just making the right plays and right passes. Uh, 
just doing all the little things to help your team win because he knew that I wasn't going to be flying around dunking and, you know, probably wasn't going to be averaging 20 some points or going to be a six foot seven wing. And so I just credit a lot to him. Just tell having me be tough, play with a lot of heart, which is how he coaches. And so that's just where I credit him and just try to make the winning and tough plays. What's what's the most satisfying play for you to make on the court? Uh, taking the charge or a defensive stop, getting the steal, setting up a teammate for a great shot, or hitting a deep three for you? For you, what's what's the most satisfying play for you to make on the court? Um, I I honestly love taking charges, as you guys can probably tell. Um, you know, it just gives it's just something that I've done my whole life, and it just gives me that little like yet like a little bit of. I don't know, just like confidence almost. Like, you know, I just took one from my in the chest from my teammates. You know, that's a turnover. We get the ball. We're going the other way. It's an opposing team's foul. It's a foul maybe on their best player. That's my favorite thing to do on defense. And then on offense, I just like, you know, getting my teammate a wide-open three or a dunk. Um, I just kind of pride myself on making the right play for my teammates and trying to get them open shots. So I could say those are my two, you know, favorite things do i mean everybody loves making a deep three but i like to do the little things that you know help win games you were talking to Ryland jones outstanding point guard for utah state the uh, transfer from the university of utah but with some deep Logan roots and Ryland talking about hitting outside shots i mean you were on fire against new mexico state but a very different story you really struggled from the field against oklahoma uh but yeah. you made up for it in doing a lot of other things on the court, um, just what was that game like? I mean, being able to face a team like Oklahoma, a Power Five conference, a big time school. Uh, you know, certainly had to have been an emotional game for for Justin, where that's his home state, the team he idolized as a kid. Uh, playing against big time programs isn't new for you, but it could be for some of these other Aggie players uh, on the squad. Yeah, um, you know that game was you know that was a heck of a game that's a game i remember my whole life and you know as a team we really wanted to win that for justin um you know he talked to me and we're, we're in practice about two months ago and he can't wait to find out if oklahoma came back and beat texas when they were in their football game you know he, he just he loves the sooners he loves oklahoma and for us to help him be there and beat oklahoma i mean that was probably the coolest thing of the whole trip i know we won the tournament and 1-4-0 but like to see him get 24 and 19 against his team he grew up idolizing and players he grew up just loving. That was super cool. I'm glad we could help him do it. And, you know, a lot of players, a lot of the players in this program have played in big games. You know, Utah State, they played in a tournament the last two years. So Bean and Brock, you know, they played in huge games. Steven played in big games last year. Brandon, uh, you know, him and RJ have played in some big games. So, but as a team, that was our first, you know, power five opponent. And that's right where he wanted to be. As coach Odom said in the uh, pregame in our pre-meeting, he said, you know, I came to Utah state for games like this. And I came to Utah state to win a game like that as well. And I'm just happy we were able to tough it out and stick through it and stay together and get the win in the end. The, how, how much time did you spend in an ice bath when you were uh, all done with that tournament last week? Uh, you know, me, Brock, uh, Bean, Trevin, and 
Brandon and RJ, we all did an ice bath after the uh, first game when we played, you know, over 40 minutes. We did like a little contrast bath at our pool where we were in the swimming pool for three minutes and the hot tub for one minute. Credit to our training staff for making us do that. And, you know, that really helped our bodies recover for the Mexico State game. And the Mexico State game was, you know, we kind of got off to a great start and we ended to come out a little bit earlier than playing a double overtime game in 50 minutes. So the next night we did the same thing, a contrast bath with a cold tub and a hot tub. And, and we got the day off, which was much needed. And then uh, Sunday, obviously, I didn't really take an ice bath after the game. We were too busy celebrating. So, um, Justifiable. Yeah, those, yeah, you know, we went mini-golfing as a team after in the mini-golf capital of the world and Myrtle Beach. Out. We had a lot of fun. So it was super exciting. So, I mean, it's from all accounts that I've heard, I mean, this, this trip, not only did you get some good basketball in, but you got some great experiences in. I mean, being able to tour the, the Naval Academy, visit with some really important people uh, and the, the, those who are, you know, the cadets and different th- people that are serving our country in different ways, yeah. uh, and then going and doing some really interesting things around there in, in Myrtle Beach. You had a little extra time in between the Richmond game and uh, that, that tournament. I mean, what what was that like to, as a team to be able to go through that to kind of to help come everybody come together? Yeah, obviously the Naval Academy, that was that tour was amazing. Um, it was a long day, but it was well worth that long day. We got to learn about some amazing things that the cadets do for our country and how they train and how they prepare and what a day in the life is for a Navy athlete, which is incredible. Props to them. They go through this a lot of hard work. And we are thankful for their sacrifices. And then we got to go see where Coach Odom lived in Annapolis, and that was very cool, very cool place in that harbor. Uh, we had some nice restaurants, had some great crab cakes. I never had a crab cake until uh, this trip, and I think they might be my favorite food now. They were <laughs> unbelievable. Um, and then in Myrtle Beach, we got to we chilled, and we got to go. We played some top golf, which was super fun. You know our our team is big into golfing. We got a lot of golfers on this team, so for us to go and have fun at Top Golf with guys that have never golfed before and help them, you know, learn how to swing, how to hold a club. I think uh, Max, he was he had his grip backwards, so he couldn't really figure out how to hit it. So we had to help him. Uh, that was pretty funny. Z, he never even seen a golf ball until he got here, so that was that was super fun to help him learn how to learn how to swing a club, and then. We just got to hang out as a team, and we had a lot of dinner time, and uh, we just got to come together more and more as a team, learning more about each other, uh, learning about our favorite types of movies. So just having that trip was really good for our chemistry and bonding. We've been together for you know five or six months now, and uh, it's been a great five months, and you know that trip just helped us become even closer and love each other even more. So you've got uh, UT Arlington coming up uh, this week. Uh, early scouting report on uh, what what they're going to bring when they come to the Spectrum on Saturday. You know they're going to bring a tough team. You know they've played a lot of good teams, good opponents so far. They played San Diego State very close. I think it's just going to be a battle. And you know if we play smart and tough and just continue what we did in Myrtle Beach, I think we'll be all right. Uh, where where do you feel like this team? 
still needs to work on? I mean, what what, what does this team still need to do for USU for for your guys to to be there at the at, at the end playing for a Mountain West Conference championship and getting to the NCAA tournament? You know, we just got to improve in everything in all categories. Um, I thought last week our defense was uh, we performed well under the defensive end. Uh, and, you know, when we played Mexico State, it was a lot of the talk was about rebounding. Um, and we hadn't been a great rebounding team yet. And we really took pride in not letting them get any offensive rebounds. And, you know, they finished with like eight or so, which is below their average. And, you know, I think on defense, just keep getting better. Just keep trusting each other. Uh, just keep, you know, just keep growing as a defense. And then on offense, just. Uh, we performed well on offense as well. I mean, we shot the ball great. Um, it's just continuing to understand how we all play together. And we played Oklahoma, and they switched a lot of ball screens, and we hadn't seen that at all coming into that game. So we struggled for a while. And just keep learning to adapt and adjust what the opponent's defense is going to throw at us. I think that's how we just keep getting better and just keep sharing the ball and passing like we do. Because when we got, you know, our starting lineup and a lot of our lineups, we got five guys in there that can pass, shoot, and dribble, which makes it very hard for opponents to game plan and decide what they're going to take away when we can all do it at a high level. Rylan, last question for me is that I know this team has made up a lot of, of, of transfers and new faces, but it's also blending in with the guys who are already here, as you've talked about and I've asked you a couple of different times about how this team is coming together. But this question is more about the coaching staff and how they've kind of chosen you know, who were the starters and what the rotations look like. Um, what was that like for you coming in and the conversations that you had with them or what took place in practice to have you emerge as, even though you're a new face here, but you're already emerging as one of the on-court leaders for sure? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, we didn't really talk a lot about lineups or anything until – like two game, two days before our Montana Western game, he kind of said, "Hey, this will be the starting five, and the rest of you guys will come off the bench." Because we, in our practices leading up to our first games, we just changed up the lineups all over the place. You know, it was a different team every day because we have a we had a super versatile team, and we got a lot of guys who play different positions and a lot of lineups that we can throw at, a, at other teams. And it was just kind of, I think they did it as a way to have all of us kind of have some chemistry together. You know, sometimes me and Steven run the same team with a couple other guys, or me and Steven run opposite teams, and Bean was on one team, and, you know, just mixing everything around so we all had confidence playing with each other. And, you know, they didn't really talk a lot about uh, lineups or starters or anything until the Montana Western game. And, you know, we just kind of adapted and adjusted, and we play a lot of different lineups and we can play small and we can play big as we've shown. And so when you can do that as a coaching staff, I think that helps because, you know, you can game plan different ways for different opponents and it's not like you're throwing the same thing every game. Well, Ryland, we wish you guys the best of luck off to a great start. It's fun to see such fun basketball. You guys are scoring points. You're playing some great defense. This is really fun to see these new players kind of working together and, uh, getting the job done for Utah State Athletics. And so thank you so much for your time. Congratulations on the great start so far. I know that we've still got a long road ahead, but so far, so good. It's fun to watch. Thank you. Thank you for your time. 
Uh, all right, thanks, Ryland. Again, Ryland Jones, uh, the uh, Utah transfer, but uh, started his high school playing days at Logan High and uh, transferring back to uh, the Cache Valley and making a big impact already for Utah State. All right, a quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. I'd uh, love to get your thoughts and reactions about uh, how things are going so far for USU basketball. And uh, as they get ready for another opponent, another home game coming up this weekend. And to get your thoughts on that, Utah Jazz with a frustrating loss last night down in Salt Lake. We'll recap that uh, as well coming up on the Full Court Press. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. The education assistance I received made it possible for me to be the first person in my family to go to school and graduate debt-free. That education helped get me to the first day at my dream job a job that I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job, plus the other benefits possible from the Army National Guard, helped me become a first-time homeowner. Also, part of my role as a National Guard soldier means I know that I can be one of the first to respond and help my community if disaster ever strikes. I'm extremely proud that I get to serve my community. And that first step I took by joining the Army National Guard has made all the difference in my life. Talk to your local recruiter or visit NationalGuard.com to find out what firsts are available to you in the Army National Guard. Sponsored by the Utah Army National Guard. Aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station. West Liberty Foods in Tremonton is hiring for general production on both shifts, starting at $15.85 per hour, with a shift premium added for second shift. Machine operators on first shift start at $16.65 per hour. 12-hour rotating 223 schedule, which means a three-day weekend every other week. West Liberty Foods offers paid vacations, 401k, medical, dental, and vision insurance. You can also try their new Pick Any Three Days for a part-time schedule. Call 435-207-7000 to speak with a recruiter today. Want to set yourself apart from the competition? The new Leadership MBA at Utah State University will help you lead companies and drive change in your organization. You can attend in person in Logan on Thursday evenings or interactive online classes. Complete your MBA in as little as a year. Apply before December 1st, 2021 to be considered for January 2022 start. Learn more at utahstatemba.com. That's utahstatemba.com. This is Jeff John, head golf professional at Logan River Golf Course. Happy holidays from myself and my staff down at the river. It's time once again for our holiday punch pass and season pass sale. Starting Friday, November 26th through Christmas Eve, all punch passes and season passes will be on sale. In addition to our punch passes, all items in the shop will be 20 to 60% off. We also have gift cards available for the excellent stocking stuffer. Happy holidays from all of us at Logan River Golf Course. Play fast, play fair, play well. This is The Herd. The winner in this is also Colin Cowherd. It's time to sit down with Aaron Rodgers, work on a new deal, give him a ton of guaranteed money, and trade Jordan Love. Listen, drafting is an inexact science. Belichick and Pete Carroll have a dozen players they've with them. Everybody makes big mistakes. The key is, don't double down on them. Jordan Love's not special. This is The Herd. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
Eric Franson here with you on the Full Court Press. Uh, really appreciate Ryland Jones spending some time with us here on the show. Uh, if you missed it or want to listen back to it again, we'll be sure to have that up on our podcast feed a little bit later on uh, this evening, shortly after we get off the air. be available on 1069thefan.com. Um, and really interesting insights from him about uh, this team coming together and what his motivations are, like the, the things that that uh, make him happiest on the court, the plays that make him happiest defensively and offensively. Uh, interesting to kind of get inside the head of, of some of these athletes and uh, discover what makes them tick. I uh, want to get your reactions to what uh, Ryland had to say and this great start for Utah State basketball. Feel free to text in on our Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321. Uh, this is a text that came through this morning uh, from 9315, so just getting to it. Could we turn Andrew into a wide receiver with his speed and still have him do some QB stuff? I'm assuming he's referring to Andrew Peasley. Have him be like on uh, one of uh, Ajay's favorite YBU player, Taysom Hill. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Converting him, uh, somebody who really wants to be one position and convincing them to play another can be challenging. It's not unheard of. Um, but uh, would Andrew Peasley be uh, better suited at a wide receiver position? I certainly Scott Speed. He'd have good size. You could use him in, in uh, double pass trick plays for sure. Um but would he would he want to do that? Would he be willing to do that? Or would he, uh, if it came down to it, would he transfer to another school so he could play quarterback? That's I don't know. Five one eight zero reminds me of the trip to Gettysburg and remember the Titans. Great bonding experience for them. Hey, that's right. Good point. Uh, Utah State went on this big uh, road trip, which was great timing early in the season. With a new coaching staff, so many different transfers, new faces, underclassmen, um, returning stars, and uh, getting everybody to get to know each other and trust each other and have fun. And boy, did that pay off in a huge way. That's cool. It was fun hearing him talk about the trip to Top Golf. And uh, I have heard, and Ashworth, he's a big golfer. A couple other guys are really big into golf. But you've also got several international players that they've probably. As uh, as he said, they've never seen a golf ball before. They didn't know how to hold a club. So we had a lot of fun teaching them how to do that and, and get it to a top golf and uh, and have a good time uh, in their uh, downtime. So that's that's awesome. That's really cool to hear that. And how about the, the credit to the Utah State trainers in getting this team able to recover from that double overtime marathon grinder and turn around in less than 24 hours and play the way they did against a good, big, athletic New Mexico State team. That's impressive. Holy cow. MVP should go to the trainers. But uh, that was fun. Uh, 2305 weighing in on our Guild Mortgage text line. Very happy that he chose to come back to Logan to be an Aggie. He's fun to watch. How many years can he play for USU? Uh, I believe he has one more year after this, if I'm not mistaken. Don't quote me on that, but uh, I, I'm 
pretty confident that it's one year after this. I don't know that it's two, but uh, pretty sure he has one year, one more year uh, to play. Uh, four zero eight six. Who red shirts? Uh, are we talking basketball? Or are we talking football? Uh, help me out there. Four zero eight six. Little more context. That's just kind of a Molotov cocktail just thrown in there, and I don't really know how to put it out. Um, who red shirts? Basketball. Okay, basketball. Uh, who red shirts? Uh, people that are already red shirting. Um, I, uh, I don't know. Coach Odom's son, he's redshirting. He can't play right now because of transfer issues. Um, yeah, so uh, Mason Falsloff could probably he, – he may be redshirting next year to get his legs underneath him after being gone for a few years on a mission. But, again, I don't know. Hard to know uh, until you really see what your roster is going to look like. Uh, 435-339-0321 if you want to weigh in. Uh I know AJ addressed some things and uh, some of the topics from the um, uh, press conference from Coach Anderson and players yesterday, but uh, with Tyler Newbold, I didn't get a, uh, on the show. Didn't get a lot of time to dive into it too much, but um, there are a few things that that I wanted to hit on as well. And one of the things that that. Uh, we hear this, and we've been hearing this. We're going to continue to hear it about interest in Blake Anderson for uh, a job opening. Uh, you know, big news today with James Franklin at Penn State agreeing to a ten-year extension, which frankly blows my mind. He's had a very mediocre last two seasons. I don't know why he has been a hot topic or a hot name for some of these other positions when he's been. Had a pretty good program with resources, and he's been kind of mediocre there. But okay, Penn State, you do you. But uh, a lot of people still saying, "Oh, Blake Anderson's name's got to be talked about, got to be considered." And there's there are a lot of job openings. There will be more in the coming weeks. And uh, he was asked about that if he's been getting any interest in uh, Power Five job openings, and he addressed it. No, I haven't taken any calls. Uh, I don't deal with that stuff, to be honest with you. I got a great agent that handles that. Man, we've just been focusing on trying to get to the championship game and win a championship. So it's uh, it's been really quiet, and all my focus has been on us winning games. Uh, that's great. Um, he's not taking phone calls. He's not interested in that. And I get it. He's safe by saying that because he has somebody who represents him. But it, it really kind of – matches with the type of character I understand Blake Anderson to be. I don't think he'd just be here in a one-and-done type of season. Um, certainly, there's still a few more weeks and different jobs are going to open and there's going to be a lot of money being thrown around for offers. But um, I like what I'm hearing so far. Hope it stays. Uh, another quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. When we come back, the return of A.J. Salveson. <laughs> Doesn't look like he uh, he may have broken several um, hey, motor I, speeding rules. I got a question for you. Oh my gosh, you got a mouthful of food. What does HOV plus two mean? I'm turning off your mic. I can't. No, I can't. No, my wife likes to talk to me on the phone while she's eating. It drives me nuts. What 
What does it mean? Every time I tell her, call me back when you're done eating. In India, we can ride the camel twice as faster. That's what they say. <laughs> we'll explain HOV what the, that lane means for Ajay and whether he uh, made it here. I thought it was an... <laughs> Never mind. Without any citations or not. Coming up next on Full Court Press. <laughs> Is the Dan Patrick Show. Roger Goodell gets paid over $120 million the last two years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. It's interesting, too, because I'm looking at a story from uh, April 29th, 2020, and it's Roger Goodell is cutting his salary to zero. Somehow combined between last year and this year, it's $120-something million. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. The holidays bring family, friends and parties and more. How important is it to you to know that your house is sparkling clean this holiday season? Trust ChemDry of Northern Utah's hot carbonating extraction process to ensure your home is the cleanest, healthiest environment for your family gatherings this season. From carpets to hardwood floors to furniture and even granite countertops for baking. This is Daryl with Northern Utah ChemDry. Call us for some amazing holiday deals. ChemDry of Northern Utah. ChemDry of Northern Utah. Sometimes, when we catch a moment of wonder, it touches our hearts, especially during this, the season of light. This holiday season, explore the wonder of life at Loveland Living Planet Aquarium's Festival of the Seas. Discover a world of magic with seasonal treats, spectacular scenes, and a seaside Santa at Loveland Living Planet Aquarium. Make your reservation today at thelivingplanet.com. Hi, this is Ashley with LSS Insurance. Looking for Medicare coverage that offers you more? It's the Medicare annual enrollment period. Time to compare your Medicare options to see who's offering the great benefits, the large network, and all the extras. Call 752-9493. Let us walk you through your choices. We're independent contracted agents. We have all available plans. There is no cost to work with us. We'll help you find and access the benefits you want. Call LSS Insurance at 752-9493. I'm here with Jay Broadbent from Alpine Home Medical. Jay, I hear your ads for CPAP resupply all the time. What do I need to do to just get that taken care of? It's easy. We can set up your CPAP resupply within a few minutes. We'll work out all the insurance for you, and then we'll start mailing the supplies straight to your door. You can even chat with a CPAP specialist online. Just visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. We'll have you sleeping better in no time. Pine Home Medical, we bring wellness home. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric Franson, AJ Salveson here on the Full Court Press. That's right, kids. Daddy's uh, home. Getting some help, getting an assist from uh, Guild Mortgage text line. Oh, what do we got? HOV stands for High Occupancy Vehicle. Thank you, 5253. Wait, what that is, is correct. What's high? Like, what is that? Yeah, what is high occupancy? How do you say that? High Occupancy Vehicle? Occupancy. Occupancy. So. That means there's two or more people in your vehicle. Then you can you can drive in the special lane on the left. You can, oh, get, a, you can really? get a ticket. Yeah, you can get cited. Well, I don't. You won't get arrested, but you if you get have two cited. more people in the, if if you have two more people in your vehicle and you drive in that lane, you get a re- really. 
If you're driving there solo, yeah, you can get pulled over. For sign. what? Because it's a special lane just for buses or vehicles with more people in it. Oh, well, I'll just, uh, I'll claim I didn't know that because in India it means something different. No, oh, no, it doesn't. And uh, so, motorcycles can go in that lane? Wait, more so motorcycles can go in that lane, but people with just solo cars can't? It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Anyways, well, I drove in that lane and I went about 90. I hit 90, I think, three different times. And then went 85 the rest of the way, so I toned it down quite a bit. But yeah, I drove in that uh, the high occupancy vehicle lane the whole way through. <laughs> I didn't move once. I thought it meant only. F- I thought you meant if you have two more people, you get fined, which would make sense. Why would you let a bus go in that lane? But you were in it alone. No one else was in your car. No, it's just me. I just and you uh, thought you were okay. Yeah. Well, I thought it meant like if two more people in it, you get. F- I mean, like you get arrested or something. Like, well, I'm only <laughs> in my car. So I'm good. So I went. Uh, yeah, quite the opposite. Six, seven, uh, eight, nine. Just uh, turn on the text line. Object an incentive to reduce vehicles on the road. Yes. Reduce vehicles on the road. It's an in- yeah, it's an incentive to carpool. Right? They want more people to drive together. Oh. And if you do that, then ah, you get a special lane just for you. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Well, I didn't get arrested, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Could have been close. Man, I had no idea what HOV meant. <laughs> oh, that is hey, awesome. Uh, on hey, your way in, did you uh, I did. I listened listen to, to Rylan, Rylan Jones. Really good. Boy, what are your, he's, your reactions to some of the things he well, talked fun, about? Well, hey, he's fun to interview. Yes, he was. He's so fun to just like listen to because he has great answers. He's always insightful, genuine, really genuine guy. Um I don't know, you probably don't have Instagram, but on Instagram, they had videos. I of do have the gram, but I never check it. Yeah, I could tell because I follow you and you won't follow back. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's why maybe I didn't that's know. The indicator. Okay, so yeah. uh, on Instagram, they were showing Max uh, Shilga how to swing, and it would think it was Wagstaff. He like has his arms around him like a date would, and he's like teaching him how to swing a golf club. <laughs> Max looks so awkward doing it. Looked really. He just kind of like this game sucks, man. He's just kind of like looking at like what am I supposed to do with this? He actually hit the ball really well. Uh, Ryan Odom has a really nice swing. That guy golfs. Ryland Jones is like a pro golfer, of course. Bean looked all right. Brock looked great. Um, Idle Rock looked okay. Um, Ashworth is really into. Golf. Oh, Ashworth is good, dude. Ashworth has it. That guy could be a golfer in the pros and be great. But yeah, no. So it was cool. Like, and so you get you could see the bonding between those guys talk, you know, and and filming each other, and and that was pretty cool. Um, I I loved how they talked about you know the whole Navy thing. The trip to Navy was eye opening for them. You know, it was a long day, but it was totally worth it, as Ryland said. Uh, and I think Odom made the same comments when talking about it, I think in his little presser thing about how important it was for those kids to go see that area and that trip. That was really important for them um, to get a, an, an understanding of what those men and women do for our country. That was cool. Yeah, I think that's really cool that they got to do that because while Air Force is in the Mountain West, they probably don't have an experience like that where they go on the campus and spend time and a day in the life of a of an athlete because they've got a game they're trying to play. Yeah, they don't have a lot of time. Yeah, you got opponents that those aren't those aren't guys you're just going to go pal around with. 
you're trying to figure out how to beat them. Um, but it probably adds additional respect for when they do have Air Force on the schedule and when they make that trip to Colorado Springs. Yeah. And the great thing about it, because, you know, we asked Tyler Newbold yesterday about what those kind of trips can do. And he absolutely agreed that they, you can bond together in so many ways. You can talk, have conversations. The problem these days is that now, like, people can be buried into their phone while they're out with their friends. I mean, I can't tell how many times I've been on the road. I've seen, like, four or five people sit together, and they're all on their phones. They're just all staring at their phones. And it's like, dude, you're you're out to dinner with your friends. I like, talk to the people. And so um, I, I think it's great for them that they were able to kind of get, get rid of the phone for a little bit, talk to each other, get to know each other better. Um, this team, you can see there's a unity of this team, and it's really good. It's what they need, too, because this, this Mount West Conference, it's going to give them some trying times. There's some good teams in there, and they're going to have to learn to be able to rely on each other and bond together and stick with each other, and I think that will help. UT Arlington coming up on uh, Saturday, 7 o'clock tip-off in the Spectrum, uh, and then Carroll College uh, after that, just kind of in a brief uh, abbreviation before they get back into some other really good opponents. Because then it's St. Mary's, and then it's BYU. So there's some uh, – before long after that, it's Weber and then Iowa. So it, it's a pretty tough stretch coming up for USU basketball. Oh, absolutely. It is. It's a really hard stretch. Um, well, I don't want to say really hard. No, but it's a good, a good challenging yeah. stretch for sure. These seven days matter. Haven't I mean what they were left on the tenth? They got back uh, yesterday. No, two days ago, around eight o'clock at night, and um, so they have a chance to be able to re, you know recuperate, find their legs again, and um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to see what this team can do. Now they got some momentum, some ground under them, and uh, I think they'll be just fine. Hey, uh, a couple texts six seven eight nine. Welcome to adulthood, AJ. Appreciate it. I'm, I'm thrilled. Um, not as fun as childhood, but good enough. 2305. Aj, maybe you could turn yourself into the Utah Highway Patrol after the show tonight. I'm not turning myself. I didn't do anything wrong. You're you, innocent unless you know the law. That's how it goes. No, ignorance is no, not a defense. You're innocent. You're innocent unless you know the law. You can't be guilty if you didn't know ignorance it was wrong. does not equal innocence. Well, I'm it sorry. shouldn't. It should in this in that's, this in this cause. That's a long running thing with you. Baloney. No, it equal. should if you look. Dot, I didn't dot, know dot. it was against the law. Is it? I mean, well, it's not against the law. It's just against a couple of signs, which are not really the law. It's just. Uh, why do you think the signs are there? See, that's a great question. I have so many questions about the HOV lane. How come a bus full of fifty people? That's a, which is a high occupancy vehicle. Drive in that lane, and uh-huh. be okay. Right. But at the same time, By definition, motorcycles can the also definition. go in that lane solo. They don't have high occupancies. Why are they allowed to go in that lane? You see. <laughs> so you know what it stands for? Hypocritical um, occupancy lane. Because a bus can go in there with 50 people, but a motorcycle of one person can go in there. But a car with one person cannot. It's an interesting acronym. Um, I know, because it, it's so close to something else. <laughs> 5338, Jeff Borzello of ESPN is named Justin Bean, the college basketball player of the week. Yes, I, I heard about that. That's awesome. I and mean, deservedly so. I mean, what he did in that tournament against good teams. Right, it's not like he went to a tournament and played a lot of softies until the championship game. Uh, it was a 
great week for no, Justin. No, it was great. It was awesome. I'm so happy for him. Um, you know, the Fred Bolitnikoff Award Committee sucks at their job, well, obviously. Yes, we're going to get into it. I, 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 we might need the FCC to turn off the radios because I want to say some stuff to them. <laughs> um, but do you think it's possible, Eric, as talented as the Mount West Conference is in both football and basketball, that we could have two Mount West Conference Player of the Years in two different sports. I guess a Player of the Year both in football and in basketball in the conference. Devin Tompkins is incredible. Justin Bean is putting on a show right now. If he can be continually consistent, man, he's going to be in that running for it. Yeah, Devin Tompkins as the Offensive Player of the Year. Man, strong, strong case that he's he is that guy. Unless it's Fred Bolitnikoff voting, then it won't be. Uh, the this last week, I think, is going to be important. It shouldn't. It should be runaway as it is, but it'll still, it probably still come down to this last week to determine who's ultimately on top of which division. Yeah. But um, but yeah, you've got your front runner Utah State wearing a, a football uniform, and the front runner in basketball. I mean, David Roddy's going to give him a run. Dude, he had thirty four the he other had night. A huge game. <laughs> he made it look easy on Monday. But Roddy kid is good. Justin Bean, an incredible, incredible week. Oh, it's awesome. Hey, really quickly, 6789. I fought a ticket in court and learned ignorance as a defense. It's a citizen's responsibility to know. Motorcycles don't take much, too much space. Come on, AJ. 7994. AJ, stop talking. You are losing your innocence but proving your ignorance. How <laughs> am I guilty? It's 2104. Is there a reward for turning in violators? Please respond with your full name and ID number, AJ. <laughs> Uh, RJ uh, that's good. Wyatt Franson, uh, two three zero five. I missed that sign. <laughs> uh, six seven. Oh wait, it's a previous. You missed. You got to read the previous text. Oh, when, when did, the did the new speed, speed limit, limit hit eighty five to ninety? Okay, <laughs> I didn't know I was going ninety. Now that would be my fault. Then I couldn't, you know, prove innocence. But the HOV thing, I thought it meant two people in the lane get fined. Anyways, I missed that sign. Yeah, well. Um, I'm going to go fix it really quickly. 5253. Motorcycles don't emit the same amount of pollution a regular car does. It doesn't reduce cars on the road, but the other goal is to reduce the Utah smog issue. Getting cars off the road in Leo... In lieu. What is that word? In lieu. In lieu lieu of... of, In lieu of... I hate you, Eric. Of (laughs) motorcycles would reduce pollution. Well, that makes sense. But you can't carpool on motorcycles. <laughs> no, but you reduce pollution. You reduce and uh, your, uh, you know, your carbon emissions. Okay, so I've got an idea, Eric. For now on, to reduce car pollutions in lieu of motorcycles, will you pick me up for work tomorrow? Say around one. Hey, this is Jarek with Jarek's Fine Jewelry. This Black Friday is Bounce Back Black Friday. Let me explain. With any purchase this weekend, we are giving you a gift card to bounce back for your next visit here at Jarek's. Use your bounce back for a birthday, anniversary, Valentine's, or for any occasion you want to make special. Come into Jarek's Fine Jewelry this Friday for your bounce back gift card. We open at 10 a.m. Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Make it special. Make it Jarek's. The Riverwoods Conference Center is accepting reservations for holiday parties and events. Inviting you to experience an elegant holiday atmosphere, the Riverwoods Conference Center's beautiful new renovation is complete with new carpet, paint, furniture, and decor. 
And as always, with catering from Elements, your holiday event will be amazing with delicious entrees and decadent desserts that always deliver excellence. Whether it's a company or family event, it will be festive, beautiful, and scrumptious at the Riverwoods, catered by Elements. For reservations, phone 750-5151. 750-5151. Colonel? Good morning, sir. I see you found a way to keep our cannon out of the mud. Pavers, sir. As a mason, I used to lay them for courtyards and patios. Brilliant. Thank you. They hold up beautifully no matter how punishing the conditions. I can see that. Say, uh, after the war, think you'd be available to pave my patio at Mount Vernon? Stone pavers from Castellite really catch your eye. Do it yourself with the expert help at Castellite. For all your brick, block, rock, paver, and tile needs, go where the pros go. Castellite.com. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Hey, you can always find the best prices on the best parts at your locally owned Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts. Uh, a lot of deals in those five stores. Get you ready for the winter season. Maybe even some uh, holiday gift ideas at Napa Auto Parts. Five locally owned and operated stores in locations from Preston to Providence. Quickly, uh, uh Two things. <laughs> well, 9721 text in, Eric. Exactly what made sense to you about having a lane for cars with only one person? Oh, I, I just the way I looked at the sign when I was going 90 down the road, okay? I might have read it a little quickly. I'm sorry. I might have missed it. I'm sorry. 5180 sends me a link to help me understand better the roll seat. And that's, I'm just asking for a little bit of help. I love that. Thank you. Also, pretty sure they don't pull violators over. Rather, they use photo evidence and send you the bill. What? Oh, you can still get a bill. No. No. You can still be cited. I've heard of a lot of stories of people. I'll send it to Utah State. This is mostly in like major metropolitan areas where like traffic is horrendous. Mm -hmm. So people find creative ways to use the HOV lane because it moves faster and is less congested. Like, they'll get, like, a dummy and put it in the driver's side. What? Just try to fool people. Um, they'll get, like, yeah, uh, different things that they kind of throw in there to just fool people. It's just, is it, cars going by fast, you just kind of glance at it. You think, okay, there's multiple people in the car. But once it all slows to a grind and you're looking at it for a while, the car next to you, you realize... That person's not moving. That person doesn't really have eyeballs. Um, so just don't do that, Aj. Because they they will they they get in trouble. They make the news for the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah, I'll work on that. Uh, hey, um, I think we need to get into this a little bit more next hour when we have a little bit more time. But okay. uh, the finalists were announced for a lot of different awards oh, today. Can we skip this? Which topic? included the Bullet and the Conf Award, which goes to the top player in college football who receives catches. Now, it's not the top wide receiver award because a, a running back could get it or a tight end could get it. But the finalists are all wide receivers. Uh, 
Devin Tompkins was named as one of 10 semifinalists. And here are some of his numbers before this last Saturday's game. Uh, he led the nation in receiving at 144.1 yards per game. This, again, before Saturday's game. Uh, he led the nation in all-purpose yards at 169.9 per game, eighth in the nation in receptions, 16th in receiving touchdowns, also led the nation at the time with eight 100-yard receiving games this year, uh, only player in the nation with five games of 170-plus receiving yards. Pretty good qualifications to say not only are you a semifinalist, but should be a finalist, right? Well, no. Uh, he uh, was edged out by three players from Power 5 schools because they have bigger fan bases. I don't know. Okay, can I? Can I? I know we only got three minutes, but let me lose my mind teams. for three minutes. How does a guy with those numbers, and do you know what he ranks again? Did, do you have that, or did you say it? What he ranks in the country with yards? Is he second? After after Saturday's well, let's see here. Total yards? Yeah. He is second. After Saturday's game, he is second. Timeout. The guy has fewer catches than probably any by three yards. He's second place by three yards. He has fewer catches than a lot of these finalists. He has more yards than any of the finalists, right? Or who's in first? Or is any of those finalists in first? Nope. The, the finalists Bonkers. are fourth, sixth, Bonkers. and eighth. Stupid. In total yards. It's because he doesn't freaking play for Alabama, Pittsburgh, or he doesn't play for Texas, Texas A&M, or Mississippi State. If he played for UCLA, if he played for Oregon State, he's on that list. But because he doesn't play for Utah State, they throw him off. It is a joke. It is an absolute joke. I, I am so angry about this that they continually disregard and ignore great receivers from smaller schools because they aren't considered in the ACC, SEC, Pac-12, yada, 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 blah. Devin Tompkins would start for any of those teams right now. He's that good. And he would still be producing at a high rate because he's that good. It is an absolute shame. And the Bolitney car of... I don't even know what the fetch's name is anyways. I don't even care. It doesn't even deserve respect. But the committee is should be ashamed of themselves and should be absolutely embarrassed of themselves right now as well. What a joke. So how do you do these awards? Do you go just strictly off of the stats? I, did, I it, don't know. Does it matter did, like who you ask, played against? You know what? I should kindly ask somebody to get on a show and so I can rip them a new one. That's actually a good idea. I'm going to get a committee member on a show because I'm curious. Because somebody could be have bloated stats, but have not really played anybody, and someone could be a wide receiver who maybe not have as many stats, but when you when any human watches them, you realize that's a better wide receiver at what they do, or catcher, whomever catches a pass, whether it's yeah, you know. But anybody who Help watches me, Devin man. Tompkins knows that dude goes up and gets a ball like nobody else. Okay, so play the breakaway speed. Tell me a reason why he wouldn't get it. Give me, give I me something. I can't. You can't. Me neither. Because he's a group of five. Teams. I'm trying to find something. I've got nothing for you. He's not on a, on a power five school. That's the best excuse I can give you. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you, man. Him not getting 100 yards on Saturday did that hurt him not becoming a finalist? I sure as hell hope not. I hope it didn't come down to that one game. Me neither. Me. Oh god. That'd be really, 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 really bad. Yep, I would agree. Uh, We'll continue to talk about that coming up next hour. Utah Jazz with a really disappointing finish against Memphis last night. Playoff rankings. 
College Football Playoff Rankings are coming out next hour, along with our Stat and Player of the Week. Stick around. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Historically, the one team that gives Tom Brady the most trouble is arguably the New York Giants, at least in the Super Bowl. They beat him twice. But those Giants teams are a distant memory. Brady and the Bucks came away with an easy 20-point win last night. This has failed to create an identity under new head coach Joe Judge. Third-year quarterback Daniel Jones is still struggling. Running back Saquon Barkley was on the field but didn't do much either. The defense has very few impact players. It was just more of the same mistake-prone football we've seen since those two Super Bowl years. Even though it was a 30-10 win, Brady looked frustrated. You got the sense that he thought that they should have scored more, and that's why Brady is so great. He's never satisfied. But he probably didn't feel like he got any revenge in this one because this is nothing like those Giants teams that beat him all those years ago. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. In 2021, there are self-driving cars, plant burgers, tourists in space. The least your phone could do is download entertainment in a flash. For that, you should go to AT&T 5G. AT&T 5G is fast, reliable, and secure. Want to make sure your phone service keeps up with what you need from it? Get AT&T 5G. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See attcom slash 5G for you for details. Hey parents, here's some good news for America's future. Kids ages 5 to 11 are now eligible for a COVID vaccine. That means all those future CEOs and artists, world-class chefs and sports stars, the engineers and the innovators are eligible for a vaccine that can help protect their future. And it's specifically formulated just for them. Find vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Always the best prices on the best parts at your locally owned Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts. A five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic 530 Motor Oil, $19.99. Heavy-duty Napa 1540 Engine Oil, $12.49 a gallon. A 100-piece screwdriver set, $19.99. Stock up on Blue Heat Ice Melt, 50-pound bag, only $8. A Maxi-Track Remote Control Crawler, $49.99. These deals and a whole lot more at any of the five locally owned Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts. Skyview Sports. Sports Talk Radio. KLGN Logan. 1069 FM. 1390 AM. The Fan. We are Fox And here's what you need to know. Time for some NBA action on this primetime Tuesday night. Four games on the schedule. One tipping off momentarily. The Pistons hosting the Heat. Detroit will be without big man Isaiah Stewart as he serves the first of his two-game suspension after the fight Sunday with LeBron James. Speaking of LeBron, he'll sit tonight when the Lakers play in New York against the Knicks. Anthony Davis, still a game-time decision. He felt flu-like symptoms earlier in the day. Taj Gibson, Derek Rose will both sit out for New York. Tip-off of the Garden, 7.30 Eastern. Later, Denver playing in Portland. And the Clippers face Dallas. Luka Doncic will be a game-time decision 
as he tests his ankle in warm-ups. James Franklin remaining at Penn State as the head coach, and the university has come to terms on a 10-year contract extension worth a reported $8.5 million per season. Down to the wire in the Maui Invitational, Wisconsin beats Houston 65-63. Ralph Irvin. A presentation of Sports Talk Radio. It's this man. It's the compassion. It's the it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the it's the horse sense of the guy. You know what? This is crap. We're gonna stop this. I can't stand it. Run it again. Huddle up and run it again. We're rolling now. <laughs> I think so. Microphones are on. Marker eight ten go. The Eggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. The Jazz. High schools. Also gonna take it on the quarterback draw. He's to the 30, the 25, makes the move to the 20, 15, 10, 5. He's into the end zone. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports. Wife carrying. I beg your pardon? It's the full court press with Eric Franson and AJ Selvison. Because what you're really saying when you're using all this blabberish is, AJ, you were right and I was wrong. That's what I'm hearing from you. 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Eric France and AJ Salvas here on the Full Court Press. Welcome on in. I just, I get annoyed of some things so quickly. I love my life. <laughs> You're like on one today. Dude, it's been a rough go. You're annoyed with HOV signs. Okay, yeah. That, see, that, speed that limits. still doesn't make sense. That still doesn't make sense. Like nothing should apply to AJ. Okay, I didn't say that. AJ should be able oh, to do wow. hey, whatever. Maybe the vice president of radio operations can go help those people. And what do you do for the uh, the high council or like what is it called? The city council, whatever it is? I don't know what you're talking about. Well, what does it do? Like you do like something for uh, for P Town and Providence. I don't do anything for P Town and Providence. What do you do? No, yeah, you do. I'm not an elected official. When G- I'm do- not on any board or commission. Yeah, you are, aren't you? Like, what do you do or no, something? I'm nothing. Okay. Well, can you write the mayor and see if he'll remove the HOV signs in the valley? Then there are, there aren't any HOV signs in Cache Valley. How come the bikers get to go in that one lane and we can't? It's a biker lane. That's different. See. Feels like it's the same thing. Two nine four seven. Text in Eric. Our Gil Morgers text line is open. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. Sorry if I missed the discussion on the Wyoming game, but can someone explain to me why the Aggies ran the ball up the middle on third and ten? After that, we fumbled the field goal attempt and lost control of the entire game. That did flip that game upside down on the Aggies. Like it's third and ten, we run it to Noah and he gains maybe a yard. So we go to settle for a field goal, and the ball goes over Stephen Constantly's head, and we end up turning it over anyways. And then Wyoming scores, and that ball game was done. I have a hard time pinning it on that one play. Yeah, that was a momentum play that it swung things in their favor, but look, things were trending uh, Hawaii, or, uh, Wyoming's way anyway. I mean, the fact that Utah State had to settle for a field goal in that situation already told you that they were struggling moving the ball. I, I'm not 
I'm not going to hang the game on one bad snap. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> and it was a bad momentum situation. But there was a lot of time to recover from it, and they never did. They just got outplayed. They did. They got out-physicaled, outplayed, couldn't tackle, couldn't wrap up, couldn't really establish a solid, consistent running game. Logan Bonner had imprints of his body every single yard of the field. It's just a mess. It's just a mess. So now you need uh, help fact, with San Diego State. Yeah, they do. Uh, and I want to get to um, who was it? Was it uh, Coach Anderson? I don't know. Talking about Bonner's health. I uh, want to get yeah. to. I want to hear from Coach. Uh, how's how's the star quarterback feeling these days? He's been hit way too much. Uh, we've had some matchups that, that, that didn't play in our favor, and I thought um, you know, he just keeps getting back up. How he feels, he feels terrible. He but he's in the building yesterday, Coach. I'm ready to go. Uh, he'll, by the end of the week, he'll feel better. Uh, we're we're. Um, we're battling with what we have on O-line. They're doing some good job. You know, there's some good things that people – there's some really good defensive fronts in this league. And at times we look really, really good. At times we get exposed in some one-on-ones. I thought Wyoming did a phenomenal job of, of you know, hitting us. Didn't sack us but once, I think, but but got to them way too much. And and we're growing up you know, really in front of everybody right out there on the field. We're going to have to do a phenomenal job moving the launch point. Playing with tempo, max protecting at times, sliding it at times, you name it. There's a you know screen up. You got to figure out every way you can to slow rock down. Uh, they're you know like I said, one of the best in the country at doing at getting to the quarterback. They've hit everybody they played all year, and we'll we'll have to uh, you know we'll have to do a great job of matching up and trying to figure out where things are coming from, buying as much time as we can. Obviously, be smart about the tempo of how we play. The timing of how the ball comes out, the launch point as which into which we throw it from, you have to take everything into consideration when you're preparing for this front and, and making sure that you uh, you don't let them get a beat on exactly when you're and where you're going to be in the tempo and timing that the thing's going to come out. So, yeah, he's getting beat up. Uh, on offensive line, has got to do better. Uh, getting exposed uh, a little bit. Um, I guess what's frustrating to me is that 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 there wasn't a lot of adjustments to make Wyoming pay for their aggressiveness because there there are ways to do that. Like if you know a defense is just going to be pinning its ears back and coming after you all the time, get the quick pass play, get some screen plays, just get it over the top of that that front seven that comes at you. And there aren't very many guys behind them that can can catch you. Uh, so there's some real ways to to burn a defense if that's what they're going to do. But we just didn't see that really developing. Or if if those calls were being made, they just they weren't executed. Uh, I know there was a few screen passes that were attempted, but by the time uh, Bonner rolled out to make the throw, and the, the receiver or the running back had to adjust to get it. And get under control before we could start moving forward. The defense was right there on them, so uh, that was that was frustrating. Um, but, but Bonner gives Utah State better chances to win games. You got to keep him healthy. He's a gamer. He's got to. He's the one who's pressing the ball down the field. Um, 
But on the other side, there were struggles too defensively. Utah State struggled against Wyoming, and uh, Coach uh, talked about why that was such a such a challenge trying to contain with their offense. You know, honestly, really personnel, the way we matched up to them, I think we we would take a different approach. Uh, we probably should have matched personnel with personnel more than we did. Uh, I, I think that's one of those things that we'd like to have back, and then that created some gap control issues because of some of those matchups. Just, you know, not being able to hold point, not being able to contain and squeeze down gaps. It, it was just really just a physical mismatch. We knew, we've known all along from day one, beginning of the season, that there were some physical matchups that we were going to struggle with until we can recruit bigger, develop bigger, bring some guys along. We've been able to mask it and survive it a lot of weeks. There's some games that we obviously didn't. BYU and Boise, we didn't. Those matchups – we couldn't get guys on the ground. We couldn't hold point. Um, this particular game, you know, we just Coach Bannon and I talked to him. He's frustrated. You know, I think I'd, if we played him again tomorrow, I would adjust some matchups, adjust some personnel packages so that we could be a little bit stronger at the point, and it might reduce some of those explosives that we gave up. But, you know, that's what you learn first time through the league. You really don't know uh, exactly what you're going to see or what it's going to look like. We'll know a lot more in the future. And, you know, this one, again, you got to fail forward. We, we, we made some mistakes. We didn't play very well in any of the three phases at all. We learned some lessons and, and pick it up and move on. And, and unfortunately, it put us in a position where we now we need some help from other folks. Hey, do you – when he talks about, like, matchups and personnel, what does he mean by that? Like, what am I missing there? Because there's only so much you can do to put out to uh, your defensive – you know, you put your best defense to go tackle a few guys. So I, what does he mean by personnel? Is he talking about the defensive backfield maybe? What am I missing here, Eric? I don't, that's a great question because he's also said you know, these are games that kind of open their eyes as to the type of personnel they need, need yeah. to compete at this level. As he mentioned, Boise State and BYU, this was a very similar game where they're just outmanned in the trenches. Yeah. And you can't just – you know, make a trade midseason or pick somebody off the waiver wire. It's just you you are who you are. Um, you can you can adjust some things with a lineup, uh, go big or go small or maximize your speed or you know if you got guys have specialized in one technique over another. So there are adjustments you can make. Yeah. But I don't know, man. It, that was just a tough, tough It was it was really tough quor- to first watch. First quarter was okay, but the the Final three were really tough. Oh, just brutal, absolutely brutal for the Aggies. It just and, and and it can't happen. Like it, it just that cannot happen uh, to you as a defense to let them run all over you the way they did. Uh, Titus Swin, in fact, two nine four seven, texting Eric. Wyoming's running back number eight. How many yards did he have? That guy owned us even more than Tyler Algier did when he when we played BYU. Uh, yeah, Swin was good. That 98 yards did help, but he ended up running for 169 like on 15 carries. Yeah, 169. With two touchdowns. And uh, Valaday had 140, 150 yards too. Yeah. 8920, can you explain why Tompkins isn't on the Blitnikoff finalist list? Williams from Alabama was wide receiver number four at Ohio State. That's why he transferred. It's a joke. He's a finalist over Tompkins. I really need to be careful because I'm going to swear. Like <laughs> you laugh, but I'm serious. I'm going to swear because what they did to Tompkins is just absolutely d- 
despicable, embarrassing, and incredibly... Um, you lose a lot of credibility doing stuff like that. Having a list like they do. You lose so much credibility from that. It is, it, it's embarrassing. The Blitnikoff committee should be embarrassed of themselves. I'm disappointed. I, I'm really angry. And I mean, you know, Tompkins is going to handle it better than I would. Coach Anderson's going to handle it better than I would. Coach Cephalo might say a few things, and he has a right to, but this is this is a joke, absolute freaking joke. So Devin Tompkins is number two in the nation in receiving yards. <laughs> Not good enough for a finalist. Jareth Stearns at Western Kentucky is number one. He's got uh, 1,511 yards. He is by far the top receiving uh, re- catching, I don't know. What yeah, receptions? Receptions. I can't speak either. It's like infectious over here. Oh, um, <laughs> he has 123 receptions on the year. Yeah, 123. Yeah. Um, and Devin Tompkins has 82. The other finalists, uh, Addison has 74. Jamison Williams at Alabama has 59. And David Bell has 87. And that's in receptions. In yards, just Devin Tompkins is number two. Oh, man. At 1,508. Uh, Jordan Addison, who is a finalist, has 1,272. Jamison Williams, 1,218. David Bell at Purdue with 1,207. Cool. Maybe I'll go wet myself then. I mean, that's just awesome. So to it's answer. It's a 300-yard gap. I know. So to, so to answer your question, 8920, Eric nor myself can explain why Tompkins is not on the list. I can't think. I, I tried, Eric. I tried in every single way to find a way to say, yeah, Tompkins doesn't deserve to be on the list. I couldn't. Everything I see, everything I read, everything I've seen of him, he it tells me he's a finalist. It tells me he's a finalist. Such an embarrassment. I, I, we can't give an explanation. The only thing I can think of is the it's just uh, power five bias. Well, look who he played against every week. I don't give a crap. Look at the he teams go he had plays. to go against. Look at the teams that Devin Tompkins had to go against. That that is such a garbage excuse. Holy crap! Like. <laughs> Oh man, I you got. That's be- that's what's going to be happening to Cincinnati. Yep, the college football playoff poll is coming out as we speak. Six eight nine one. It might be because of the school he goes to. It, it is six eight nine one. It absolutely is because he doesn't play at ba- Alabama or Pitt or Oregon State or Shimogu College of the ACC. Bullcrap. Yep, it's it's messed up. Uh, and I, uh, I can't offer an ex- uh, I got valid nothing. explanation. I got nothing for you, man. Only that these guys play at at uh, big programs, and they're on national television every week. Big time national television. That's all we TV. got for you. Because in what they do on the field and what he does, it like multi-purpose. It's not just re- catching passes and what he does on the field with uh, receiving uh, punts and kickoffs. Not very many punts, but kickoffs. Um, and sometimes on fly sweeps in the run game. So, guy's a dynamic, great receiver. And it's really disappointing he's not a finalist. 
9995, can you be a finalist when your team can win without you? I don't know. Ask the committee. They supposedly have all the expertise answers. Morons. 2197, Tompkins might have 2,000 yards right now if Bonner didn't consistently underthrow him. <laughs> so true. Dude, that's so true. If Barn would have quit underthrowing him and actually put some ball onto it, you know, he'd probably run for a touchdown for an extra 40 yards. But, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't matter. Even if he had 3,000 yards and, and 67 touchdowns, they'd be like, ah, nope, sorry, this Pitt dude's really good. We like him. He's from a P5 school. Uh, Taking a brief break from that. Please, can we? Tirade. Thank you. Just an update on college football playoff. Okay, can I guess? For the you have your top five. Well, uh, I was going to start at the oh yeah 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 Mountain go West go ahead team yes uh, please. San Diego State is at twenty one. Oh, so they slipped actually a little bit. Uh, UTSA is at twenty two. Houston is at twenty four. So that's uh, making for a big showdown in the American Athletic. Uh, Utah jumps up to number nineteen. Good for them. Uh, BYU is at number thirteen. Oregon drops to eleven. Or, uh, Michigan State drops to 12. Um, and then your top four, Georgia's number one, Ohio State number two, Alabama number three, and Cincinnati at number four. They finally were brave enough to put Cincinnati in at number four. But Michigan and Notre Dame are right on their heels. Michigan and Ohio State face each other this weekend. Whomever wins, if it's... I mean, Cincinnati obviously has to be cheering for Ohio State, but if Michigan ends up beating Ohio State, they could easily leapfrog into that top four and push Cincinnati out, which would be embarrassing. Okay, so here's my guess. It's going to be... So you haven't announced the top five yet, right? Yes, Okay. And Cincinnati was in where? Cincinnati's number four. Michigan is number five. So we need Ohio State to win. I hate the Buckeyes, but you need the Buckeyes to beat Michigan. Yep. And then we probably need Auburn. So, hey, if Auburn beats Alabama, does that knock Alabama out of the top four? Uh, I would think so. It should, right? It should. It uh, should. 9948, Eric. There is no way Cincinnati's a top four team. That's why they will be left out. Um, why isn't Cincinnati a top four team, my friend? Uh, undefeated season. They just they just thrashed SMU and they beat Notre Dame in South Bend. Like, why isn't? I I mean, respectfully, I ask you this question, but why isn't Cincinnati a top four team? Two six zero three. I feel like RJ just repeated Eric. Uh, he did. Okay. No. Well, I wouldn't. I didn't no, give him a hard time about just, it because dude, that happens to me I'm sometimes. So, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll admit go. that. But yeah. yes, I just literally went through everything, and then you just started asking, "Where's the top five? Okay. I, Where's Cincinnati? Dude, I I was uh, I was trying to find it on Twitter, and I couldn't find it. Wait, I was speaking it into. You're speaking it into existence? Because <laughs> it was you can't already speak in, it into existence. It was already, it already in happened. existence. It was already in existence. Two nine four seven. If BYU played Utah today, who wins? Utah. BYU does. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. I just well, look at the way Utah's playing right now. I just think BYU's still unbeat. I just Tyler Algiers a problem, dude. I love, I love, I love, and I'm with you. I love the physicality that Utah's showing up, but I just don't think, I just don't think there's any chance that. Why well, there maybe might be. It's closer, right? It's a closer football game, but I'm still taking BYU. By the way, and, and, and speaking of people getting robbed, Tyler Algier, one of the best running backs in the country, didn't make the Doak Walker Award finalist list. Tyler Algier didn't make the Doak Walker finalist list. I just... <laughs> what are, where does he stand? Uh, in numbers? Yeah. I believe he's top... I'll have to go look again. Someone tweeted it out, and I... But his numbers say he should be a finalist. He's incredible. Uh, he's fifth in total rushing, with thirteen hundred yards. Um, I don't know about touchdowns. Two one oh four. Ajay's drunk again. Okay, no, I'm not. <laughs> I drove ninety in the HOV lane. That's why I'm a little bit off. Nine nine four eight. I'm not sure they would. I'm not sure they would be a top four. In the SEC, if we're being honest. Okay, well, let's be honest. Is Ohio State a top four team in the SEC? Is Michigan a top four? If Michigan were in the top four, would you say Michigan's a top four team? Because they wouldn't be top four in the SEC, I could tell you that. 2603. Utah should be a top ten team and the Pac-12 favorite the next couple of years. Here's my question, though, Eric. Is Utah still going to be good depending on who their coach is next year? Oh, and 2603, I'm glad Cincinnati's in the top four, as am I. Yes. Interesting if Kyle Whittingham steps down. Is Utah going to be good next year? I think it's going to really depend on who their coach is. Whether it's Morgan Scally. I mean, even after all the things that had happened with him and some comments that came out that he had said, I mean, is there enough gap in, in, in between that they say, okay, hey, look, you've paid your punishment, you paid the time, let's uh, let's let's do this. Let's make it the head coach. And I don't know. I think it depends who, that, who, who that head coach would be if Winningham really is going to step down. One five seven zero. they need to have Utah – and BYU play later in the year and make the game worth more to both teams. I would agree. That's hard to do for Utah when you're in conference. You have his conference schedule. I mean, USC has an out-of-conference game with Notre Dame. It's usually later in the year. Yeah. Uh, it, it's it's possible. But I think Utah's uh, – I think they're, they'd rather play it earlier – because they're playing for a conference title. They, they want their focus to be on their conference later in the year and don't want to have that big emotional distraction. Uh, 9883, could Kalani be the coach at Utah? I would yes. imagine he's going to be on a very short list of very high favorites. Could he? Yes. Absolutely. Would Will he? I don't know. Scally. He's got a pretty good thing going at BYU. Yeah, but, but, no, but, here, yeah, but, here, but there's a lot of butts to it too, Eric. Yeah. There's a lot of butts to it. For example, I mean, he, he was there for, what, 10 years, I think, under Whittingham. Um, he, he, Utah loves him. I mean, and, and why not, right? Utah loves him. He had a great relationship over there with those, left on great terms. Um, I don't know 
what I don't know the details of the contract situation of BYU, but I've been told it's it's there's a little bit of animosity, 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 um, just based on how things went down. Um, I I think Kalani could be one. Look, if Utah doesn't call Kalani and ask, the AD needs to get fired. Right? If they're not calling and asking, they need to get fired. Um, nine nine four eight. You just proved my point, AJ. That's exactly why I'm saying they aren't a top four team. There are so many teams better than Cincinnati. If any SEC school has Cincinnati schedule, they are undefeated. Well, Alabama lost to an unranked Texas A&M team. Um, if any SEC, oh, you you, you really, do you want you want to play that game? Is Vanderbilt undefeated with Cincinnati's schedule? Yeah, just because you're in the SEC doesn't mean is you're Texas a Texas A&M undefeated. A team. I mean, we can play. Is LSU undefeated? We can play that game if you want, but yeah, no. It's, or it's or not are a, they a, good the teams? SEC. Come or on, good quality coach, coach, te- well coached teams. No, not all of them are. They're, they're not. It's not any SEC schools going undefeated in that schedule. That's just not true. Period. End of story. It's not true. SMU is a good team. They just handled them. Notre Dame's not a bad East team. Carolina I bet you Vanderbilt gets beat by team. fifty by Notre Dame. Good team. Uh, they're going to have likely face Houston in the conference title game, and they're a top twenty-five team. Uh, two six zero three. Florida, Florida State always plays the last game of the year. BYU versus Utah should do that too. And I, they used to. Used to, and then they. I think it's because Utah said, look, playing for a Pac-12 title is more important to us, and that's where we want our focus at the end of the year, not on a non-conference rivalry. Well, yeah, because playing for the Pac-12 twice in the last 10 years really does affect it. I'm, You're right. Oh. Yeah, glad glad they made that change. I'm, I think BYU and Utah should be at the end of the year as well. Absolutely. I like it at the end of the year. it's a. I mean, the end of the season is is big rivalry week. And that is a big rivalry. Utah doesn't have a big rival in the Pac-12. Their big rival is BYU. Yeah. Uh, eight nine six eight. Cincinnati is every bit a top four team as BYU was a national champion in nineteen eighty four. Oh, they were the national no champion champions, in nineteen eighty four. So, and Cincinnati is a top four team. Man, that BYU team. I know you. You can try to debate it, but the fact of the matter is that the, that's what it was. And and by the way, they've done everything they needed to do so far. They've won their games in front of them. Well, and since they have been the college football playoff poll has been coming out the first weekend, they got all wrapped up in kind of the emotion of not being ranked as high as they thought. Since then, they have been dominating teams. They have been been uh, adding to the scoreboard. Winning in a dominating fashion, offensively and defensively, to uh, to gain attention and gain headlines. That look, they're they're not just winning games; they're winning them in a dominating fashion. Two one nine seven. I hope Cincinnati gets it, and then Georgia beats them fifty to three. Yeah, here that is the thing. Like I don't. Do you remember that could the, happen to anybody facing Georgia? Do you remember frankly? the Sugar Bowl in 07 when Hawaii got in? Uh, and like the hottest offense in the country, and then they played in Georgia's backyard in the Sugar Bowl. And Georgia just mauled him. <laughs> just them absolutely blasted him out of that place. That game was over by half. Nine nine four eight. Eric, put them at four so we can watch them get blown out at the first game by Georgia. <laughs> and it's true. You, you, but here's the thing: Georgia's the best team in the land by a mile, hands down, bar none, by eight miles, man, by a hundred miles. Georgia's gonna win this playoff, blowing out every team in front of them. They are the ridge line. 
of the college football world. They're that good. They are incredibly good. Now, could you imagine if Alabama and Georgia play in the national championship? Oh, could be some serious anger. Which is, uh, well, so there's going to be a conference title game. Yes. In the SEC. Yep. So, Georgia and Alabama, one of those is not going to survive. Nope. Well, what do you mean so, survive? To be in the top four. Yes, they will. If Georgia loses to Alabama, Georgia's still in. It just knocks Cincinnati out. If Alabama loses to Georgia by three, Alabama's still in. Mm. That's why it's so important for Ohio State to blast Michigan next weekend. That's a good point. That's true. Uh, 9948, it will be Ohio State versus Georgia in the national title. All right, okay, can I ask you guys, our listeners, please? Uh, 435-339-0321. Are you sick of seeing the same teams in the playoff? Yes. I mean, are, I mean, were you sick of seeing LeBron James and Curry in the NBA Finals for like four straight years? I, I, I just, man, give me someone new. And that's why there's all this push for expansion. Give me like... I don't even care if it's BYU at this point, man. Give me BYU versus UTEP, and I'll be thrilled. I'm just sick of seeing the same Alabama, Ohio State, Oregon, Clemson. It's just the same crap every year. I'm Man, I'm so tired of it. 9-8, Will the expanded playoff to 12 give the group of guarantees uh, a spot in the playoff from here on out? I think that's what they're working through. That the G5 is saying, okay, if there's going to be 12 teams, there has to be one of us in that playoff. Highest rated G5 gets in. I think, from what I've read from Heather Dinich, Adam Rittenberg, and those guys, yeah. Give me, yeah. I, I think that's what they want to see is, is a G5 in there. The highest ranked G5 team, even if it's just one. Uh, 9948, yes, I'm sick of the same team. The problem is they're always the best teams, and that's that's true. Yeah. They are. They're they're there for a reason. You're, you're 100% because right, Because they've outplayed their opponents. Absolutely. It's just the gap between the highest level of college football and even good football is crazy. Yeah. No, you're, 9948 brings up a great point. It's it's the same teams because it's the best teams. If you hate it, go beat them. That's what you got to go do. 3498, I understand the jokes about Cincy getting killed by Georgia, but people are used to it or are using it to leave them out when part of getting in should be deserving it with your record. Everyone keeps losing, but Cincinnati wins. Give them their spot. Yeah. Uh, I guess Gary Barta. Is it Gary? Barta? Yeah, it's like Jerry, Gary, Harry, something. Just go with something. Barta. Barfa. Not to be confused with the mass transit uh, system in uh, Atlanta. The what? Uh, is it in Atlanta or San Francisco? Barta. Did you? What? There's a mass transit system. Oh, my hell. Just play. City what, what are we doing here? Barta. What, 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 do you, who, what does Barfa say? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you call them Barfa? Yeah, because I hate the guy. Uh, here's his comments on, on Cincinnati. He says, we've... Had a lot of respect for Cincinnati all year. Certainly talked about their strength of schedule. This win against SMU when we were looking at the way they played offensively and defensively, they came in at number four. Okay, so wait. They beat Notre Dame. They're like, ah, oh, it's not good enough. They beat SMU. They're like, you know what? That's what we're talking about. <laughs> That's what we're looking for. That's the resume. <laughs> all right, we got a bunch of texts, but we'll get to those when we come back, Eric. What do you think? We got a slew of texts. Could you imagine if the Patriots were in the Super Bowl every year? 2197. <laughs> 
<sighs> I couldn't. Oh, wait. But I could. <gasps> Episode 2 of Man in the Arena comes out today. Want to set yourself apart from the competition? The new Leadership MBA at Utah State University will help you lead companies and drive change in your organization. You can attend in person in Logan on Thursday evenings or interactive online classes. Complete your MBA in as little as a year. Apply before December 1st, 2021 to be considered for January 2022 start. Learn more at utahstatemba.com. That's utahstatemba.com. We're right in the middle of holiday season. Most of our focus is on family and friends, as it should be. But don't forget your vehicles during the cold winter months. At Valvoliness and Oil Change, will make it easy on you to get an oil change, have your vehicle's fluids checked, and if needed, check emissions and renew your registration. All while you sit in your warm car. It doesn't get much easier than that. Valvoliness and Oil Change, 695 North Main, across from Angie's. West Point Dairy Products at Hiram is hiring. West Point Dairy Products has been manufacturing high-quality butter for over 25 years in Cache Valley. They're currently expanding and want you on their growing team. West Point Dairy Products offers competitive wages for entry-level positions starting at $18 per hour, full benefit packages, double time on Sundays, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and tremendous opportunities for growth. For immediate consideration, call Express Employment Professionals at 435-213-9595. Hi, this is James Stevens with White Pine Funeral Services. As a thank you for your trust and support since we opened our doors one year ago, we are excited to host a holiday service featuring a Jay Richards ensemble. We extend a special invite to anyone who is missing a loved one as they celebrate this holiday season. All are invited to attend on Thursday, December 2nd at 7 p.m. with refreshments to follow. Please give us a call or visit whitepinefunerals.com for more information. White Pine Funeral Services This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Imagine the other team has an ace in their starting lineup. He's fast, relentless, and his field goal percentage is 73%. What's your team's defensive strategy against a player like that? Well, that player is ransomware. And in 2020, 73% of ransomware attackers succeeded in holding their victims' data hostage. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Oh, I thought that was on air. I was about to walk out of here and never hear another word from you. What? You know what? Don't. And the fact that you, like, oh. Hey, you were, uh, Brett McMurphy, really interesting. Uh, he, he looks at uh, just a tweet that came out. Uh, five of the last six college football playoff champions ranked in the top two in the third to, to final rankings. Eventual national champs ranked at this point of the season. Alabama in 2020. Wait, read that again. What did you say? Yeah, let me just read this verbatim. <laughs> it's a little hard to follow. Five of the last college football playoff champs ranked in the top two. <laughs> 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 no, 
I'm looking at this. I'm reading it verbatim. Come on, Audrey. Ranked in top two in third to final rankings. Where eventual national champ ranked at this point of the season. Okay, I don't know how to make sense of what that's. Maybe I'll just skip Brett McMurphy and tell you. That would be a good idea. Hey, uh, 3498. what he had to say. Yes, I'm sick of the same teams, but part of that is they keep getting in so they recruit better. It will be Ohio State and Georgia in the national championship. Not just recruiting, but the big fat paychecks they get for oh, these man, games. Oh, man, they're monstrous. Gosh. Yeah. Uh, 9995. Have the top 32 teams, highest grossing teams in college football, and create their own Super League. Everybody else can do what they're currently doing now. Uh, we're getting much closer to that day. NCAA is saying, hands off. We don't care. You guys create your own Figure out your thing. own crap, people. So we're, we're getting much closer to that day. Uh, 9948, they should do a Power 5 Top 4 championship and a Top 4 of every other conference. I would agree with that. Two national champs. No. Let's do it. Then everybody will say, you know, that year when uh, Cincinnati goes undefeated or Boise State, that, oh, man, we'd love to see how they could do against some of these other teams. I bet if they had a chance. Uh, 2292, Eric, is the Bay Area Rapid Transit in AF. Ah, okay. Bay Area. Hey, I uh, I saw the ocean next to the Bay. That place is pretty sweet. That's Barda. Barfa. 8968. Uh, the 1984 BYU team would not stand a chance for a national championship in today's football world. Dude, they were really good, though. Well, I think that's in context that how voters decide on what happens and mm-hmm. who gets to where they – the opportunities that they get for to play for a national championship. Okay. I could see that. Uh, 9948, the winner of the two – uh, championships between Power 5 and G5 would play each other. So, Cincinnati versus Georgia. Ohio State versus Boise State. I'm all for it. And the ratings would skyrocket. Uh, I'm more of a fan of the of a 12-team so, playoff. Oh, so, 11 Power 5 teams and one G5? Well, so looking at it right now, is that what it would be? Well, you'd have BYU in there. No, they're what are they, 13? So right now you have Cincinnati. No, you're right. BYU is 13. They would be on the outside. So you'd have one G5 representative. Great. 11 P5 teams and one G5 team. That sounds wonderful. <laughs> sounds like a winner. Because there's one, two, three, four. Four schools in this top 25 that are not members of P5 conference. Yeah. Hey, uh, I know we got to get a stat and player. I got to get out of here soon, but I want to get our stat and player in here. Um, Let's do it. Oh, we're doing that now? Well, yeah. I I mean, I got to go soon. Oh, that was was a really interesting transition. Time to see who the real MVP is. If you have a good game, your game is going to say that. You, know, you don't have to say it. That's all of a sudden. A lot of <laughs> cool things in perspective. Anytime Wait, for the first time doing something. Yes. Oh. It's the full court press. It's a nice segue. Let's go. We can talk over Tom and Michael. It's okay. Don't ever talk above the goats. They're public speaking. Don't public interrupt them. Okay, who's your player of the week? Uh, I gotta find it again. Hold on. Oh my word! <laughs> th- oh, sorry. It's C.J. Stroud. 
Uh, C.J. Stroud is uh, 22 of 25 performance for 432 yards and six touchdowns. Same one as yours, but just as good as I explain it. And he, I, I think he did all that in the first half. He's a monster, and they flattened Michigan State. C.J. Stroud is my guy. Who's yours, Eric? Uh, Tavian Thomas for Utah. Three touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns. Wait, why did you give me that look? And just because you kind of pulled it out of thin air. Um, it, it, look, that is his. Uh, he has 11 rushing touchdowns in the last three games. That's the most over a three game span by a Pac 12 player over the last 25 years. That's nuts. Utah had a big beatdown on Oregon. That's crazy. Huh. Let's take a look at the numbers. It's the stat that blew our minds. He did what? On the full court press. Wow, that blew my mind. All right, Eric, go ahead. Give me that same dumbfounded look. I'm sticking with the Utah game and their win over Oregon. That was the largest margin of victory and points scored for Utah against an AP top 10 team in program history. Now, they played well against Alabama a few years back when they were uh, still in the Mountain West, but that was the, not quite the same level of beatdown as they put on Oregon on Saturday. Huge. Ooh. Hey, uh, the, the Lorano Magic look like they're heading in the right direction towards a lottery pick. They trailed by 41 at half to the Bucks. 41. It's the largest deficit in franchise history for the Magic, and it's the largest uh, lead for the Bucks at half in their franchise. But it is not the largest lead at half in NBA history, and I'm still trying to look for that lead. I don't even know what it is. You don't know what that game was? No. It's got to be like from like 1960 or something. <laughs> Uh, can I, I, I want to have a an honorable mention player. Okay. And we've mentioned his name already a couple times. But Justin Bean deserves oh, man. so much credit for what he did. Phenomenal. Set a Myrtle Beach Invitational record with 43 rebounds in three games. Uh, he's now tied Namiash Keta with uh, being sixth all-time in double-doubles uh, with his 30th overall. And he's still got a full season ahead of Oh, dude, he's got a full season ahead. Hey, can you imagine how intense that matchup between him and David Roddy's going to be coming up when those two have a split pair of home games? Like, all eyes, all eyes of the Mountain West Conference are going to be on those games when Bean plays Roddy. That is going to be some really high-level basketball. By the way, you know who should be like in our uh, Hall of Shame today? Nevada basketball. Mm. Yeah, they're off to a rough start. And they just had a player quit. He just left the team. Really? Yeah, it was their highest recruit, and he just he just left. I don't know what's going on over there, but it's not good. Uh, also, can I add to that too? Yeah, Tim Miles, San Jose. Oh, yeah. I mean, I thought he'd come in and start breathe some life into that program, and they'd be kind of exciting. Uh, not yet. Have they? What was the record? Latest Ken Pomeroy record uh, ratings have them at three twenty one. <sighs> He's got to get his recruits in. He's got to get his guys in there, though. 9315, I thought uh, he would use the Patriots for the player of the week. AJ gave up. Now Brady moved on. No. No. We're going to have Bill Belichick versus Brady in the Super Bowl. 
and it's going to be the highest rated, highest ever watched Super Bowl in NFL history. And I'm going to cry myself in the fetal position the whole entire day. What jersey will you wear? Well, what I'm gonna, well, I'm going to just do what I do. How will you adorn yourself? No, no, day? no, no. What I'm going to do is I'm going to. I have a Patriots slash Bucks jersey. I call it the New England Buccaneers jersey. Half New England, half Buccaneers. Mm. Saddle up. Let's play ball, Daddy. Convenient. Uh, by the way, San Jose, they're one in three overall. Nevada is one in four. Yeah, that's not good. No. Colorado State is six and zero. Oh. Do you think it's going to be another season where you have a top half of the league really good, bottom half of the league horrible? Um, I hope not. But I, I hope not. Like trending I mean, that way. Just looking at the teams, it shouldn't be yeah that bad. But hmm. uh, coming up on the other side, I'll get into some Ken Pomeroy uh, latest uh, rankings throughout the Mountain West Conference um, with some additional thoughts. Also, Utah Jazz with a stinker. Uh, really struggled to close that game out, uh, giving up just points after points, either at the free-throw line or wide-open shots late in the game. Questionable calls, yes, but the Jazz gave Memphis every opportunity to win that game, and they did. Yep. So we'll talk about that coming up on the other side of the Full Court Press. This is Bruce Rigby from Cash Valley Bank. People come to me all the time and say, wow, Cash Valley Bank is growing. We are growing and providing banking services to many communities in Utah and particularly here in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank is actively involved in our communities with local people who can make decisions quickly and professionally. We're a community bank and Cash Valley is important to us. Cash Valley Bank, growing, expanding, and proud to have our roots firmly planted in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. West Liberty Foods in Tremonton is hiring for general production on both shifts, starting at $15.85 per hour, with a shift premium added for second shift. Machine operators on first shift start at $16.65 per hour. 12-hour rotating 223 schedule, which means a three-day weekend every other week. West Liberty Foods offers paid vacations, 401k, medical, dental, and vision insurance. You can also try their new Pick Any Three Days for a part-time schedule. Call 435-207-7000 to speak with a recruiter to day. There's no reason to wheeze and sneeze while around dogs and cats. The Allergy Clinic, located in the Cache Valley Hospital and now in Providence next to the Bank of Utah, have an extremely aggressive treatment for dog and cat allergies. Get the help you need and stop avoiding friends' and relatives' homes just because of their pets. Independent physicians Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette offer Cache Valley a full-time clinic to test and address all your allergy concerns. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. The Cache Valley Allergy Clinic, with two locations inside the Cache Valley Hospital and now in Providence. Call 753-7880. That's 753 Well, what shall we talk about? You're listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show. Brave by definition is ready to face and endure danger. Native American Indian warrior endure or face without showing fear. In an effort to be sensitive towards other cultures, we actually kind of eliminate some of the championing of the culture. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. This is Ryan at My Mattress. Look, I admit, in the past, we've been a little bit hard on Lewiston for not buying mattresses. All that has changed now. Lewiston has practically written in Telebed into their city bylaws. This makes us feel like celebrating. Hooray for Lewiston! You're finally sleeping better, Lewiston. We thought that you were all insomniacs. Now we can relax. Good job, Lewiston. I got to tell you, though, I am concerned about Menden. My mattress by the new Walmart. 
It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Uh, AJ needed to sneak out a little bit early. Man, he gets here late and he leaves early. I want that job. Uh, a couple of text, more texts coming through here on our Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321. Uh, this is from 5879. Guys, can we talk about how huge it will be if Boise loses and we get into the Mountain West Conference football championship game? And yes, that would be awesome. Um, right now at this very moment, um, Boise State is favored in the game on Saturday. Uh, in fact, I'm going to look up to see how that's moved. Um, to see kind of where that, uh, what kind of act, well, just activity there is on that, uh, on that game. But as when I saw it earlier, Boise State was favored by two and a half, and that's where it currently sits. Boise State at San Diego State. Uh, the the Broncos are playing pretty good football right now. Uh, I think this they're playing their best football of the season. Um, but Aggie fans need to be Aztec fans. San Diego State needs to win that game. If they do that, and if USU wins their game Saturday, excuse me, Friday morning, Friday at eleven is the kickoff. And if the Aggies win on Friday. They are headed to the conference championship game. Um, but if everybody wins, if Boise, Air Force, and USU wins, Air Force is going to represent the Mountain Division. So, yeah, absolutely. 5879. Need to be cheering for San Diego State uh, this weekend. 5338. Our team sucks so bad that we even throw up during the games, signed Sacramento Kings fan. <laughs> I mean, isn't it surprising that's the first time that's happened after all the games there? I mean, they just fired their coach. Uh, Bill Walton just got fired. But uh, that was disgusting. Oh, my gosh. That was terrible. Uh, not a not a good finish last night in Salt Lake City either. Jazz, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. had a great game. Jazz had a hard time containing John Morant. I get it. A lot of teams do. But you, the way that the Jazz kept sending them to the free throw line had uncontested threes. Late just gave that game away. Shouldn't have even been that close. Uh, eight nine six eight. Does anyone notice that every loss in football and basketball have been at home? Uh, interesting, isn't it? Uh, Utah State. Not every loss uh, for Utah State football, but um, they're they're much better on the road than they are at home. That's that's not fair for the season ticket holders or for any ticket holder for that matter. But uh, let's hope for a different outcome this week with UT Arlington coming to town for basketball Saturday night. Uh, 9315 texting in on our Guild Mortgage text line. Is Ajay not around much anymore? Does Eric get his full court press bonus money? (laughs) Uh, I wish there's such a thing existed. I could get any kind of bonus money. Uh, Doesn't get split between the two of us. I know that's for sure. Uh, Hey, just want to pass this along. Uh, Skiers and Borders. It uh, looked like earlier in the month that uh, we were headed to an early ski season, and then things warmed up a bit. 
But uh, looks like a couple of resorts are opening this week. Um, Alta's opening up, and uh, they they've got a couple of lists lifts opening up tomorrow. Uh, no word yet from Beaver Mountain or uh, or Cherry Peak, but we're getting closer. That's exciting. Uh, another quick timeout here in the Full Court Press and some additional thoughts. A quick look at uh, what Cam Pomeroy rankings are throughout the Mountain West in basketball and uh, who's who's playing some good basketball so far, who's had some good level of competition and representing the Mountain West well, and who's not. It started out as free. But then they said it would only be a few cents a day. What you're hearing is real, and it may be happening to you. I pay for streaming video, then the cloud storage, then streaming audio. Where does it end? It ended up being a lot every month. This is the sound of nickel and diming syndrome. It's a real thing. It is a real thing. I just want to hear my music. Is that so wrong? There is hope. For millions of people, there's radio. Radio? Radio. With zero down and zero per month. Radio delivers all the news, music, and entertainment you want, when you want it, for free. No usernames, passwords, or Wi-Fi connections required. Here's my card number. It's 735 Shh. Don't speak. When you listen to local radio, you'll never need that. <laughs> this, this is so wonderful. Yes, it is. The cure for nickel and diamond syndrome. <laughs> oh, I could use a hug. It's radio. No subscription required. If you're thinking about getting engaged this holiday, shop Essie Needham Jewelers. We always offer an integrity price guarantee. In fact, at match quality, you'll find our prices to be as low or lower than any store in the state. We consistently beat any 50 to 70% off sales, internet pricing, or so-called wholesale deals. In fact, we even price our diamonds at internet pricing. So you'll get SEDM quality at internet prices. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. SEDM Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric Franson here with you. Last couple of minutes on the show before we hand it off to the odd couple. A uh, quick update on Ken Pomeroy rankings. Now these change every day because based on who's playing whom and what the outcome is, obviously. But San Diego State at number 40. Colorado State is ranked uh, 50th. Boise State 57th. USU at 67. And Nevada at 84. Just looking at who's in the uh, top 100 for the Mountain West. Uh, and at the bottom, New Mexico at 260. Air Force 272. And San Jose at 321. So I'm surprised. At the at that, I mean, New Mexico's had a. I mean, they're four and one on the year, but just who are they playing, and uh, how's that looking? But Mountain West, I think, represented well with how they're doing so far. Off to a pretty good start for the conference, I think, in basketball. Uh, eight nine six eight. What football game did the Aggies lose on the road? They haven't. They're undefeated on the road. Um, they've split games at at home, but um, yeah, they're. They haven't lost on the road. Undefeated so far. Impressive. Um, with uh, one more chance to do it, uh, no team at Utah State has ever won six games on the road and uh, been totally uh, perfect away from the friendly confines. So we'll see if they can do that. They should be. 
uh, able to take care of New Mexico, but should is the optimal word. Don't want any kind of a hangover from what happened um, against Wyoming. But currently, Utah State is favored by 16 going into uh, the excuse me the Friday matchup. I keep messing that up. The, <laughs> it's a Friday game and uh, with an earlier kickoff uh, for Utah State. So uh, that'll do it for us here in the Full Court Press. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for participating. Uh, also, big thanks to Ryland Jones, who joined me 